What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We were joined by defending world champion in the 76-kilo weight class and sworn enemy of the podcast, Jessica Bittner. And this interview was so good. She has had her sworn enemy label revoked, and she is now a friend of the program. Awesome interview. We talked about a lot. Really, this was probably one of the more conversational episodes we've had. You know, we talked about... Her in the incredible battle that's going to happen in IPF World as a 76 heel lifter, but you know we we just talked about a lot of things. Uh, we'll we we you know we talked about Canada, talked about some Canadian stereotypes for battle with diabetes and how difficult it is to balance that with being a power lifter. Uh, talked about USAPL scheduling nationals at the same time IPF Worlds. Talked about if there was ever an opportunity for her to compete, say in America in the USAPL. Um, great, co- we uh, did a lifter rating as well. We had word association, the re, the re, uh, the revi or the rebirth of oh, geez, can't talk reverse uh, revise. Uh, Jesus Christ, the rebirth of word associating with Jessica Bittner. It was a fantastic episode. Highly suggest it. I had fun. You guys can have fun listening. And without further ado, here it is: two white lights. Oh baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take her away. Off on the natural first bone for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. And as promised, I got with me Junior. Two-time world champion, one-time open world champion, currently holds a 76-kilo record in squat, deadlift, and total, and is at least one Canadian Nationals three times. There could be a fourth one in there, and also, most importantly, sworn enemy of the Two White Lights podcast. We have with us Jessica Bittner. How are you? I'm doing good. Happy to be on here as a sworn enemy of the podcast. How are you doing today? Very good. You're a first enemy that has appeared on Two White Lights. And first question, why do you dislike Two White Lights? What is your problem with us? I have uh, zero problems, um, except <laughs> for the fact that uh, you guys ignored my DM. What? Well, yeah, that that's not true. I will. I, we have evidence of this unless you unsend DMs. I sent a DM out like two and a half years ago of you to come on, and you got back to me two and a half years later, which I guess it's nice of you, but at the same time, I actually sent, I think, two DMs, because we got both times requests for you to come on, and I'm like, okay, the first time she didn't respond, guys, so I don't want to let you down, and the second time, I'm like, all right, well, she hasn't responded, but all right, two and a half years later, you're here. Two and a half years later, can we... uh Call it a ceasefire, and I can just be a normal guest of the podcast. How Canadian of you to ask for a ceasefire. <laughs> well, right, well, we got to get through the entire podcast. Okay? We got to we got to get through the entire podcast in okay. order for because I mean, who knows who knows what's going to be said. Like we don't know if we're going to re become enemies. Because uh, right now you're like you're pretty, you're out of it. You've agreed. You've you've one responded to the DM two and a half years later. You agreed to come on the show. 
We're almost there. One, we got to actually post this. I don't know. I don't know what you have planned for what you're going to say. We could have to cancel this episode. Who knows? It's not actual an episode until it's released. That's true. You can only decide by maple syrup chugging contest. Yeah, you have an unfair competitive advantage on that. It's not fair when you're growing up when your only liquid consumed is maple syrup. Is that an actual? So what are (laughs) what are actual Canadian stereotypes that are true? Are are all of them? Uh, You know what? I was I was laughing about the maple syrup thing, um, because we we all say oh no one actually drinks maple syrup, but then I look around at restaurants and stuff, and there's actually a lot of maple like flavored things and maple accents in food. I don't know if it's like that in the states, but uh, and then we do say sorry constantly, although sometimes it's more of like a sorry in advance, like when you're trying to get by somebody when you have no business doing that, you just go oh sorry and like knock your way by him. Oh sorry, and then it's oh, just acknowledged oh, that it's okay. Oh sorry there, bud. I didn't. I'm gonna, oh sorry. I'm gonna squeeze right past you. <laughs> I just gotta just sneak right by you there. <laughs> oh don't worry about it. Pretty much yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it there, bud. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, so uh, those are true. Okay, well, I mean, accents have to be true, but, okay, so do Canadians get ever offended at the accents? Because they're not, like, a race of people, but they're a nation of people. So is there, like, hey, that's that's culturally insensitive there, bud, to uh to make fun of our accents there? <laughs> we don't, I don't know, we don't get offended uh, when people do it. We get offended when people do it wrong. Because it's not like, uh, it's not like, we don't really say a boot. You don't. We say about differently than we say about differently than Americans. Wait, you, you kind we of. We don't say a boot. A boot. <laughs> but you're saying you're you're yeah. I, I don't Everyone know. always says that we say a boot. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess that's the over exaggerations of it. So based on because I think I've done my Canadian accent every single time I've seen you because I'm a dick. Is on one to ten. How's my Canadian accent? It's actually not bad because sometimes it sounds a little bit French Canadian, which is another oh. type of Canadian accent. That's that's yeah. um, that's actually more authentic then. Yeah, like there's a few. I would say maybe Midwestern Canadian, which is sounds a little blue color. That's where I'm from. And then there's uh, like Newfie accent, which is super pronounced. And then there's French Canadian, which is also very pronounced. So they're different. You kind of mix all of them in a way. So which, I can give you points for that. Okay, which would make sense because I'm not Canadian and I don't know Canadians <laughs> aside from you, Luke, Blake, Nick Manders, Matt Venna, and that's about it. So, I mean, I guess I know more now than ever, but um, it's pretty much just based on over-exaggerated accents I've seen on American TV shows, Brett the Hitman Hart, hockey players, and... That's about it. That's where I'm getting my Canadian accent from. And also, Midwesterners are diet Canadians. That's true. I feel like the Canadian Midwest and the American Midwest are pretty similar. If you uh, if you go up to, like, Minnesota and, uh, and like, Wisconsin, <laughs> and they're, they're essentially, like, Canadians. Like, they got – I always judge it based on if they have Tim Hortons or not. Oh yeah, that's a good judge actually. Um, I uh, hung out a lot with Amanda Lawrence, who's from Minnesota, as mm-hmm. Arnold, and yeah, it's the same. <laughs> it's exactly. Yeah, it's I guess like the, both really into hockey. Both got Tim Hortons. A lot of like a lot of maple inspired things. It's. By the way, what's yeah? What's lots that? of. Uh... Oh no! Continue, continue. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Uh, what's that flag behind you? <laughs> 
Oh, it's not a flag. It's just something to make my bedroom look less. Oh, okay. Shitty. Okay, I don't know. Like, I was like, is that, is that a is that a Saskatchewan flag there? Is that uh, is that how it looks? No, it's, it's actually mountains, and there's no mountains in Saskatchewan. It's dead flat. People always make the joke that you can see your dog running away for three days because it's that flat, and that's really true. Like, there, it's prairies where I live. Okay, it is so flat. Hmm. So. All right. Uh, I just wonder. That would was, not be a Saskatchewan flag. Yeah, I was just looking. I was looking at that thing there, and also uh, keep, keep cognizant that there's going to be a little bit of delay here, folks, between uh, me and Jess because of the Zoom. So I'll try not to talk over you, but uh, that's, I'm apparently really good at talking over people. That's why I have a podcast. So, seventy six kilos this year at IPF Worlds. It is looking more stacked than ever. I mean, granted, it's two years in its uh, existence in the IPF, but the I mean, this is the most stacked female weight class. How are you feeling going in? Because this is like the I mean, this is like the first time I've talked to you about competitive powerlifting and your actual like thoughts about your competition and your mindset as a competitor. Um, you know, is, are you excited for it? You're looking forward to it. Are you happy that you're going to get challenged from it? Because last year, you were kind. Of, it was relatively smooth sailing for you, um, if I remember correctly. I don't want to misspeak, but this year it's it's going to be the exact opposite. There's going to be tons of heavy hitters there, and like, what are your, what are your uh, what are your initial thoughts on it? I am super excited for it. The the top eight to ten lifters are all really close, and then you also have a lot of Young lifters in there too, which are complete wild cards mm -hmm. for how for the progress um, that they can make. So I'm actually, um, I'm definitely nervous, as I always am, um, but I'm also really excited because it's going to be an insane battle. I do love having motivation to be pushed to train super hard and really focus mm -hmm. on doing all those doing all those. Getting quality training in, controlling my diabetes. Um, I'm always nervous because uh, think about South Africa too, because worlds world, world are in South Africa. Yeah. The amount of travel some people, especially from North America, um, even Europe though too, that people will have to do. Like I have a forty hour journey there and two overnight flights. Oh my. So God. I can't really take any. I can't take feeling good for granted. But you know what? I never do because I'm also diabetic. So that can honestly take me from feeling great to absolute shit in probably 15 minutes mm -hmm. if something goes wrong. So I never take that for granted. And I'm always excited just for the chance to absolutely push my limits with spotters because I lift alone a lot. So <laughs> I never get the chance to like really, really push a lift. And I don't usually train uh, to absolute maxes for squats and bench anyways. Yeah. So it's really amazing to be able to peek and get the chance to see what your absolute max is because I've been lifting for eight years now and um, it's really getting harder and harder to hit those, those new PRs. Yeah. Uh, I feel you there. And then, but I, I've noticed that with your training, not necessarily the spotters, but you're able to quote unquote powerlifting cliche, stay in the pocket. Um, and I, I've noticed that and actually I didn't know it was because of the lack of spotters. So, I mean, inadvertently, that's a very good idea to, uh, not become un a little bit unglued and, you know, take an unnecessary risk in the gym. Um, and 
you know, overreaching actually does affect you know, people's training. But, I mean, you know what? And also you actually touched on some good points there, which I'm completely ignorant on. The the, the diabetes and competing. I, I know you talked about it extensively, but I, I'm quote-unquote an idiot when it comes to a lot of things. What is the main struggle of it? Like, I can't really imagine it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I admire it. Yeah. I admire what you're doing, and I can't imagine it. And it's really just so completely foreign to me. And it sounds like it would be an incredible pain in the ass. So what's what's the most difficult part of having diabetes and also being a competitive powerlifter? Okay. I guess I'll start with a quick definition of diabetes for those who don't know. So I have type me, 1 diabetes, which means... Me, mean, me. That's, that's the yeah. one who doesn't know. It's, 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 it's literally for me, but continue. Yeah, there's two main types. The type 1 is the type that I have, which it means I produce literally no insulin, and insulin is responsible for taking sugar from the blood, which um, all the food you eat, uh, the carbs and protein, everything, go into your bloodstream as carbs anyways go into it as glucose and insulin takes that and uh, kind of unlocks the key for your muscles to use that as energy um if you do the wrong amount of insulin um like if you're diabetic and don't have any your blood sugar will be high um that feels like garbage and if you do too much your blood sugar will be low which also feels like garbage um Mm -hmm. the hardest thing about so the goal for me is to try and match the insulin that my body would produce if it was working properly, which sounds easy in theory, but actually the hardest part about having diabetes is I do all of this work. I count carbohydrates. I try to dose my insulin properly. I do like five to 12 injections a day just to try to manage that. Okay. And the worst part, the hardest part is that I can do all of that and then it can just, my blood sugars won't be normal sometimes. And I can't always control that. Powerlifting, actually, it's funny. It's a very adrenaline-based sport, which short-term, like during a meet, is actually, (laughs) I don't know if I want to say this, but it's terrible for diabetes Mm. because you get a hefty flight or flight response, like your liver puts out a bunch of glucose into your bloodstream, and um, trying to predict how much your liver is going to do that and dose insulin properly is very hard because you literally have no idea what it's what your liver is doing in there. It's just putting out sugar into your bloodstream. So all of you non-diabetic lifters out there, um, when you get hyped up, your liver is just putting glucose into your bloodstream, and then your pancreas is producing insulin and pumping that into your muscles. But when you're diabetic, um, you're missing half of that equation. Uh. So, or you can be if you goes it wrong so meat day can be chaos because uh, it's very easy to get it wrong on meat day um, that being said though after eight years of doing this I've got it down pretty well but it's still like small things can happen that um, small things can happen that derail an entire competition or an entire lift has it ever has it ever happened go has that ever happened to you? In oh yeah, absolutely. In- yeah, actually, at last last worlds, and then um, a couple nationals ago, mm-hmm. it has happened. Yeah, because when your sugars go out of range, like low is easier to fix because you can eat something, and in fifteen minutes, 
your sugars will probably be back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes 15 minutes can like, ruin a lift because you have to squat bench or deadlift in that time. Yeah. But when it's high, it's actually the worst because that takes that can take 30 minutes to an hour and a half to fix. Okay. So it could be your entire competition where your sugars are out of range. And that just makes everything feel, uh, you feel sluggish and it can be dangerous as well. But feeling it feels like everything is higher RPE than it actually is hmm. um, when your sugars are high, for example. Okay. Um, and when you're low, you feel like you're going to pass out. So actually at Worlds last year, on my last squat and my last uh, – for last squat, I um, almost passed out on the way up on my third. Like, I had the squat. It was really deep. And I felt dizzy coming up, and I started to see stars. And part of that was because my blood glucose was dropping rapidly. I don't like to talk about that too much because I'm not one to make a ton of excuses because at the end yeah. of the day, you just didn't make the list. Yeah. But well, it, it, that's a, that's a, Well, that's a really – yeah, it's an interesting – it's, like, it's such a double-edged sword because, I mean – there's tons of other things that you have to deal with, you know, about with having diabetes, but also like always in the back of your mind, like competitors are, and especially high level competitors like yourself, I think they expect a lot out of themselves and they push themselves a lot and they don't like the excuses, but like when you maybe, and because power thing so social media based, if you say it, on social media, then people are like, maybe, maybe people think this is an excuse, and I don't really want to word it in that way because it happens. Like, Russ, like, I just got the thing on the Two Lights Hot Take. Russ talked about, like, an injury he's having, and it's like, oh, he's already making excuses. Like, or he's hurt. Ever, like, th- that's a massive <laughs> possibility, too, you know? And it's like, it sucks to be hurt, and it's like, oh, he's making excuses. Like, it's a really shitty, <laughs> it's, it's a yeah. shitty feeling on top of a shitty feeling. Because it sucks to not miss, make a lift, and also it sucks to be told that you're making an excuse for not hitting a lift. Say if uh, you have an injury, or in your case, um, and didn't have the energy for it, or, or or something of that nature. Yeah, you know, it's such a fine line between explaining why you felt bad and an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's such a fine line because it almost always does sound like an excuse when you post about it. Yeah. Um, so that's why I don't go into too much detail unless people ask because it just sounds like because at the end of the day you just didn't make the list. Like, yes, it sucks. Like everyone has their things they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's really did you get it done or not? I feel like maybe I should go into more detail about how diabetes affects me sometimes. But then everyone, I get all those comments about like. Oh, suck it up. Lots of people have diabetes. And I'm like, okay, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not, yeah, uh, granted, and not, not a lot of them yeah. are elite level power lifters. Um, actually, very few ath- I mean, I remember very few athletes. Uh, a Cubs fan. I'm a Cubs fan, so Ron Sano, um, he had, uh, I think, type 1 diabetes uh, on the Cubs. And he's, like, our hero. Like, if you're a Cubs fan, like, you listen to him growing up. And do you know him? You're nodding your, oh, I'm like, you're nodding your head. I'm like, shit, if you know Ron Sano, that's actually pretty cool. But, yeah, like, he would explain it. To people is like it's actually it was at the time in the 60s it wasn't like common he had to keep it a secret his entire career that he was diabetic oh wow yeah like people didn't know he's diabetic because like if i say i'm diabetic then people might not sign me i might lose money so he's sitting there like he told a few teammates and they were cognizant of it but he was a great baseball player played for like 15 years in the big leagues 
Uh, he's a he's a Hall of Famer. And but I remember reading his book. Uh, he said that he said he had to he couldn't tell anyone because one they didn't have the information, and two athletes just if they had diabetes they would not play professionally. It just it just wouldn't happen. So um, yeah, I could understand that. Um, your comment section also that's something, right? It's something. I mean it's that something. is that is a whirlwind of all the comments that you get of one diabetes potentially making excuses for diabetes and also you i think are the power rankings leader of the strangest compliments from men would you say that's, a that's probably true <laughs> how do you just like want to disable the comments and deactivate instagram or because you have a good sense of humor i will say that you have a really good sense of humor about it but i'm like it's not happening to me you know so maybe it's the most <laughs> annoying fucking thing in the world you know what? It's actually gotten a lot better over the years. That is um, such a statement because it, <laughs> it does not seem that way. <laughs> um, I'm pretty numb to the internet at this point, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I If comments are super horrific, I will delete them. Sometimes I don't even see them, though. But then um, the ones I find most annoying are the ones that uh, – well, actually, a lot of the annoying comments, other people in the comments just take care of. Okay. And I don't necessarily mind that unless they start bullying each other. You know, they hey, guys, break it up and just delete the whole thing. Mm. But uh, it's not something that bothers me that much. One thing that bothers me is all the, like, I still get, even when I'm using calibrated plates, especially for deadlifts, is uh, a lot of fake weight comments, a yes. lot of steroid accusations. That's the one that bothers you the most, the fake weights and the. You want to know plates. why? It's it's not for me personally. It doesn't bother me personally. It bothers me that people think women because you never see that oh, many. Okay. All, right, all right, all right. Now I get it. Now I get and it. And okay. comments on like Russ's post. Like Russ oh, gets like oh, one or two. Oh no, Russ had it for a while. He actually he was had probably some bad ones. he had the po- he was probably the poster boy of like the, not the fake weights, but why don't you lift on kilos? That's because, and then they were like, you're, oh, that's true, yeah, actually. it's like you were chasing clout because it looks, I mean, I, everyone knows this in powerlifting. If you lift on palm plates, you get more clout because people, it looks like there's more weight on the bar. So people would make fun of him for that for a long time. And he actually, when he came on two white lights, he explained it. He was just like, at a point, I just wanted to prove them wrong or <laughs> because like, it's like, why it's like, I was like, I don't need kilo plates. You guys all need kilo plates. And he's like, it was a lot of wasted energy being that dogmatic about kilo plates and calibrated plates but i don't know i mean i i haven't seen a whole lot of fake weight accusations for you but at the same time i'm not like looking at your comments so yeah that's true it's only the videos that actually get beyond my normal uh, instagram audience usually mm-hmm. but it just irritates me that people think women can't do those types of weights they'll even be calibrated plates and people will be like no that's 220 pounds no, it's 220 kilos. Or they'll be like, that's a 25-pound plate, but it's like an Aleiko 25-kilo plate, clearly visible sort of thing. It, yeah, so it bothers me that our standards for women are so much lower. Mm-hmm. And the steroid accusations for women, um, any woman, are definitely, are usually greater. I notice that anyway. It's like, um, yeah, you, you probably sort get, of thing. You probably get a great deal of them. Constant. Yeah. I mean... I want to say it makes sense only because 
that's just what happens if you're strong and muscular. You get the you get the steroid accusations, but also I, I I've said this before. I use uh, Ashton Ruska and Bryce Lewis as an example. Ashton Ruska get, of course gets steroid accusations all the time. It's on YouTube. It's on he had, he had the natty or not thing. He's muscular. That's why. If you just take away like the muscle from people like Bryce Lewis, who's a tank, but he doesn't have like the shredded physique of Ashton Ruska. Bryce Lewis gets far less steroid accusations because he's just not shredded. Like, you know what? That's true. Do you think if you were just like less jacked, you just get less of it? Because because everyone's okay with the strength part. They're like, yeah, the strength is one thing, but you can't be muscular and strong. And if you say that out loud, it's the dumbest comment of all time. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Because like, I yeah, it's funny because everyone who's like, who would think you might get a little bit jacked from lifting? two to five hours a day, most days. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely from that for sure, which I mean, I do understand because most people wouldn't push themselves to the level that most elite powerlifters and bodybuilders would. Ashton, actually, like I met him for the first time at the Arnold and man, the amount of muscle on his frame is just insane. Mm-hmm. It definitely does not look well, normal for sure. I've just never, I don't know if I've seen anyone who's, naturally that muscular it is crazy yeah so, i he's, mean he's a ball of muscle he's five absolutely he's five nine of muscle all absolutely <laughs> all, all of all of those inches are filled with muscle but yeah he's uh <laughs> yeah pause uh yeah he's a phenomenal strength athlete like watching him uh lift is just he's just insane yeah um yeah yeah he and i think I, Russ, I mean, of course, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, everyone has the accusations towards Ashen, Russ. I think those are like the, those are the, the top ones on the male side. I think for females, I think definitely you. I would put you actually number one on my rankings list, but it's, again, it's, but it's, it's all, com- it's all a commonality. Muscles. If you have muscles, you're going to have the, more of the accusations because no one has ever really done it with me, right? And I'm like, okay. I don't know how I can feel about that. Then, actually, one person did once. They asked me what my cycle was, and I'm like, "You." And they da- and they knew I competed in the USAPL. And I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "You know, I competed in the USAPL. Why would you ask that question?" And then I'm like, "There was two things. You're calling me a liar. You're calling like, oh, this guy knows how to cheat drug tests. And two, you're saying that I, I like I'm essentially a cheater as well because I'm competing in a natty fed." So they thought I was the best person to ask for steroid advice. I'm like, yeah, I I'm, I am actually insulted by that one, but that was, but that's very few occurrences. Like you have to post a video a day, and that's what happens. Oh yeah, for sure. And the other thing is, I, I think people think that I'm leaner than I am. Um, like Eric Helms is my coach, and he does. Wait, does Eric Helms do your? I actually, I never, I. Does he do your powerlifting coaching too? Yeah, we do um, oh. collaborative programming, oh, and he uh, helps me tons with my nutrition. Like yeah, honestly, um, yeah, I know of him with the nutrition side of things, and also uh, obviously on the powerlifting side too. I I did not know that at at all. I was I was actually thinking prior to this, I'm like, who coaches Jess? And now that now that's that's actually a pretty interesting answer. There, I was not expecting Eric Helms, and now it makes a lot of sense. I don't do a lot of oh, research, yeah. by the way. 
I don't know if anyone knows this. I don't do a whole lot of research for my guests, which <laughs> it's probably not a good thing, but bad journalism. Uh, probably makes the podcast more interesting because you keep it guessing. Yeah, I mean, a surprise for me, right? Like, every answer is a surprise because I don't research anything. <laughs> it's truly improv every time. Yeah. Well, including of that, um, you... I'm going to ask you a question. How do you like the shirt I'm wearing? I like it. It's nice. I actually think you love it because it is a sponsor of this program. Leffler Bros, ladies and gentlemen, go to LeffleurBros.com, follow them on Instagram, use the best promo code in powerlifting2wl15 to save yourself some money. Jessica Bittner thinks this shirt is amazing. She said that. I think if we go back in the tape, she said amazing. The exact words were amazing. And they are amazing. Everything they release is fantastic. They help out the sports. They are getting involved in sponsoring meets. They're getting involved in sponsoring athletes. The Leffler Bros family is growing. And be a part of it. Follow them on Instagram. Go to the website. Subscribe on their YouTube channel. And also use promo code 2WL15 to look good from head to toe. They'll make you look good on the platform, off the platform, in the gym, outside of the gym. They'll make you look good. Use that promo code 2WL15. And congratulations, Jessica Bittner. You are the first guest to ever be part of a advertisement skit. Nice. Mm-hmm. You're making history. Sweet. I wear it with a badge of honor. My greatest accolade. Yeah. Incredible enthusiasm in your voice as you say that. So <laughs> I, be- I believe you 100%. Um, speaking of making history, though, let's, talk, let's, uh, let's redirect the conversation back to Worlds. So, 76 kilos, there's, like I said at the beginning of the show, tons of heavy hitters. You are the person to beat, though, still. I think you, because you're defending national, or you're defending world champion, you are the person to beat. Who is the competitor you are looking at the most in the 76 kilo weight class? The most? Um, she is from Poland. That's Agata Sitko. She's very, she's a, uh, I think, I want to say 19 or 20. I believe, yeah, I believe within those two things. Open powerlifting, exactly. I won't get on you. I won't get on you this time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry there, but I'll check it. She's 19 or 20. Let's use two ages. She's seated ahead of me at two kilos at a 560, 564 mm-hmm. kilo total. Mine's 562.5. Um, Kimberly Walford, too, like you can never count her out. Um, but there's, oh, there's so many. There's, there's a Carlina from, uh, from New Zealand. Carlina? Yes, but I, she's, I don't think she's going to be at world. What? No. Is she on the I don't think so. Well, I, she I, would be the number one for sure. Cause she has yeah. a huge, like 582 total oh. from, uh, yeah, because it was recently. It was done recently. Uh, it was actually during Collegiate Nationals. It was recent and yeah, New it was, Nationals. It was done during Collegiate Nationals because I was, like, not on my phone at all. I could only watch and commentate, like, the 7,000 lifters that were competing. And I actually – I think Pete I think uh, Pete Spence messaged me. And he's like, yo, do you see this? And I was like, oh, my God. And I couldn't, like, I could, like we couldn't even get the – I couldn't get the footage, like, in, like or, I mean, we don't do reposts on Two White Lights anyways, but, like, I couldn't even get it out there. Then I mentioned her on, I think, an episode of Two White Lights, and she was like, oh, thanks. I'm like, oh, cool, you listen. That's, uh, that's pretty rad. But, 
Okay, I, I hope he does it. I don't know. I but on the same time, I, I like I don't know the whole nomination process either. I don't know, and also I don't know like when if certain people are doing it because I I know the nomination things are available, but like with USAPL, I have to wait to like the actual deadline in order to like have a finalized roster. Oh, for sure, yeah. Carlina, honestly, like, uh, there's a lot of lifters from New Zealand that are just coming out of, out of nowhere because they didn't have, they're like Canada where they didn't have very many meets, only I think they even had less than us in the past few years mm-hmm. because of COVID. So, um, yeah, she has a huge, like, 582 kilo total. Um, I may get to lift against her if I go to Commonwealth, which are in New Zealand this year. Oh. Oh, that would be that would be that would be, that'd be a real big spotlight. Yeah, be so, a real big. Yeah, that would. Uh, that, yeah, we really big meet. Yeah, we'll be definitely paying attention to that because, like I said, because I think the um, we get this asked a lot, you know, on a hot take or me even personally, if I go on my page, like, what's the most anticipated battle at IPF Worlds or USAPL Nationals? And I think everyone's saying the ninety threes, which makes sense. The ninety threes are up there, but I actually think the seventy six is legitimately the one to look at there. Like it is, it's a, it's, there's a lot of uncertainty for me as far as like picking winners. Like for the 93s for me, I know that there's tons of contenders, but I'm always like Keiko has won so many times and has battled like against the best. Um, and everyone that we're listing that he's going to go up against, he's, he's faced and beat before. This one is like, this is the first time a lot of you guys are meeting in competition. And that to me is like the uncertainty and the the me like watching every single lift is going to be far greater than the ninety threes. For sure, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be crazy because there's also a few lifters that are nominated lower than they can actually lift. Yeah, because um, they haven't done a lot of competitions uh, or they're injured. Like I wouldn't count out. Uh, either of the Swedish lifters, uh, which is Isabella um, von Weisenberg and then uh, Vilma Olsen. Yeah. Um, I've seen her squat 200 kilos for three, and she's pretty sure she's benched my max for, like, 12 reps <laughs> or something crazy. Yeah, that's not a good feeling. Uh, which is always fun to watch your competition do. Um, I have a real shit bench, though, but mm. it's just one of those things that I watch and go, oh, man. Um, Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah, it makes, yeah, it makes sense. It's uh, it's not it's not the greatest yeah. thing in the world, right? Do you do you open your yeah you watch someone yeah do you open your mm-hmm. flight on bench? Like open uh, the... I'm usually towards the bottom of it or middle. Actually, last year I got a bronze medal in bench just because so many people missed their second and third. Okay. So I lucked out. That will never happen again. I was I, so proud of that. I I will actually if that happens to me. I will put that in my bio. Third place bench at USAPL Nationals. <laughs> I would actually do that at this point. I promised that I would stand on the bench like Ken Thompson if I got uh, 400 pounds in competition. Even though it's not even close to a record, I will stand on the bench <laughs> okay, just... to do it. And yeah, flex and like raise my hand and then like Gino's looking at me like, what the fuck are you even doing? Like it was just a 400 pound bench. It's yeah. not a record. We save those celebrations for records, but no, I'll do it. I'll just. That's how that's how much that number means uh, to a not great bencher. Oh, I know. I was losing my mind. Everyone was saying, "Oh, congrats on the 
squat and deadlift world record. And uh, I just hold up my bronze medal and bench, just so proud of it. <laughs> like, this is two and a half kilo bench PR. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so well, happy. The, the, the goal for me is just to completely reroute my focus onto um, just becoming a USAPL pro bencher. That's, oh, I could just, yeah. in, in order to get good at <laughs> bench pressing, I should uh, get good at, or just, just completely have my focus and do nationals, but bench nationals. Take a year off. Just I feel only like, on bench. oh, for sure. <laughs> I feel like there's potential in the USAPL on the women's side, uh, anyways, to just like try and pick a random weight class in a random competition mm-hmm. and get those get those pro cards early while you can. You could do it. If you I have think. to. <laughs> yeah. I think you could just do it. There's, there's just... gaps right now. There's gaps. Yeah, you could just you could just defect and just. <laughs> come to the USAPL. I mean, this is, I guess, my best recruiting, but I know they're opening up international things. I – and also I want to make a mention there. The seven, the 76 up from America is Dana McNeil, um, fantastic lifter there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, stacked stack roster. But I want to ask you this question. Um, would – because I know USAPL is, like, opening up the international thing. Would that be something you consider ever doing or – I know. I think I know the answer, but I just want. I never asked an international lifter that question. Uh, definitely not at this point. Like with the IPF having uh, Sheffield mm-hmm. and everything like that, um, and I'm pretty sure like they made Instagram pages for USAPL Canada and put it like a South Park quote in their bio. That wasn't real, um, by the way. That was not a. No, I wasn't sure. Wait, well, did you? Hey, that wasn't hey hold on, hold on, hold on. Comment on last my post. <laughs> okay, hold on. This is a this is a this is a good thing because USAPL listens to this podcast, guys. This is what we were talking about. Don't make the Instagram page for the international pages because this is what's going to happen. I I knew as soon as they made USAPL Australia <laughs> that they were. I'm like, okay, here it's going to happen. People are going to make fake accounts from fake country or not fake countries, real countries, but pretending to be that thing. I'm like, and you guys should have asked us this. We would have told you exactly what would happen. <laughs> Just make a bunch of burners of any USAPL countries because they had USAPL North Korea. They had USAPL uh, Nigeria, which some of them seem legitimate, but USAPL North Korea obviously wouldn't make any sense. And then of course, USAPL Canada and they go off with the South Park quote. So, Yes, that wasn't yeah, real. Some... That was a yeah. troll page. <laughs> okay. um, very similar to Powerlifting America when they first made their page. And it was very unsure from all of us whether or not it was a troll page. Because we we didn't know because that's how powerlifters are. They just are dicks yeah. and they make troll pages. That one was hilarious because it looked like because the, the troll page actually got the real page banned for a little bit. And that is that if you're into online pranks, that right there is number one in my book. The troll oh, page becoming sure. looking more legitimate than the 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 actual professional uh, Power of Thing America page. Yeah, because I was wondering uh, if it was real or not. Because I saw USAPL Canada, and then I started to see things like um, USAPL. Czech Republic and random stuff like that. And then USAPL Gotham. 
I saw. Uh, I didn't USA see that one. <laughs> I saw USAPL. I think it was uh, multi multiverse. Oh yeah, that one too. I well, so, I, I, I thought the kicker. I thought the kicker it. was USAPL North Korea. Like that one was. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that one is fake. Uh, but now, but then, what they would make like USAPL UK, and I'm like, uh, I. That could very well be real. Same thing with USAPL Canada. Like, <laughs> yeah. That could very well be real, but we don't we don't know. But uh, yeah, just they moving forward. Started commenting on my post, and I definitely found out it was oh uh, fake because they were like, "Get oh, on th- you, buddy!" <laughs> <Can I>? <laughs> wow, <laughs> uh, sounds like I would create that page, but uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I I thought the I thought you said the USAPL commented on your page. I'm like, that'll be something because. Powerlifting America is starting to get a little friendly with two white lights. I'm like, ah, a little marketing here. I, I respect it. Okay. I respect it from from you guys. But yeah, I figured that was going to be the answer because then you have to deal with potential IPF. Like they call it, they, I guess they don't call it suspensions anymore. They call it you're ineligible to compete at your nationals for a year or something. So like that, that kind of handcuffs people. But I don't know. I think if it was open, that would be something that. I know a few Canadian lifters would like to go into like just do like the Arnold or something. For sure, I've always wanted to compete uh, at the Arnold, um, even at some of the random events. They didn't have the animal cage this year, but I always wanted to do that and just yeah. do the oh good as many reps of four hundred five. I've always wanted to do that. Good point. Um, like I, that. I uh, mm. man, I, I I think that was it. Felt like something was missing from the Arnold, and I think that was it. The animal cage. Because the animal cage, a yeah. lot of times, is probably like it, it could be better than the powerlifting competitions, because it's just cool, it's fun, it's uh, it's a spectacle, it's like kind of a, I wouldn't say freak show, but I think they might advertise it as you know literal freak of nature athletes doing feats of strength. Um, that was always that yeah that was that was a goal of mine too, like to see if I could ever get in the animal cage just by doing some random ass deadlift. Yeah, it was always the dream, stuff like that. But uh, they've made it actually. I think it's almost a. I think it's an anti-doping rule. Yeah, it is. Um, it like is. now the CPU, they slightly change it so you can't even. It used to be if you competed in a non-compliant federation, a non-IPF uh, fed in an actual meet in any context, like volunteer, spot load, anything, coach, um, you could get a ban for a year from Worlds. But now you can't even compete. You'll get a ban from regional competition. Mm-hmm. You'll get a ban from nationals. You'll get a ban from competing in the IPF for a year. So uh, definitely not worth it. I would not compete in the USAPL at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was Obviously, thinking. Obviously, if they had huge money meets, it would maybe change things. But the infrastructure of the IPF, like IPF World Championships, is just something else. And I wouldn't give up the opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I said like as far as the USAPL, they would have to make something of an IPF Worlds event, something special, something unique, something that people have never seen. Um, and really, it's mm-hmm. I guess we're in the infancy of them being on their own and not having international federation to go under. But yeah, I, I could see that as well, especially with IPF, you know, opening up Sheffield as well. I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of like heavy hitter Canadian and other international lifters getting into the USAPL. Um, but uh, I mean, we're going to be head-to-head, right, as far as just, like, the brand identity. We're going to be competing at the same time. Yes, I hate that. I'm really (laughs) upset about that. I'm so upset that they scheduled 
USAPL Nationals at the same time as IPF Worlds. I get that it's kind of cool to have the comparison for spectatorship, but it's so bad for the sport because um, you have so many people with the same coaches. Yeah. This is why I'm actually personally butthurt about it. It's because like my coach, like Eric, he's from New Zealand, and he has family in the States, so he's obviously going to co- go coach Bryce Lewis. Yeah. Um, instead of try to head all the way to South Africa. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, I, I think that's a common one, and it's going to happen to so many oh, yeah. listeners. It's, 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 it's the most. I think it's the most common thing, and it's not because I don't think it's it hurts spectatorship at all. I actually don't. I think. It actually kind of helps it because it actually works on schedule because it's like all day of powerlifting. No, I, I agree. Think squat, yeah. I think squat meme deadlifted yeah. posted something like that. Like you get a whole day's worth of powerlifting, and that's like that's cool. I mean, especially if you're a fan of it. I think the biggest one is for the athletes and the coaches and the people involved in both federations, mm-hmm. especially the coaches, because I there's it doesn't seem like there's solid rules put into place with the IPF and powerlifting America and USAPL because. I think I think Powerlifting America started to ban coaches that coach in the USAPL. They just wouldn't have a Fed anymore. So I think they kind of like mm. kind of walk that fine line and possibly deal with the same issues the USAPL was dealing with with the IPF. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there in the states. Um, that has been the biggest issue I think for a lot of people, and it makes sense. Like that is something. Of course, you want to go and cheer on or help your athletes who are competing at the biggest stage of their career but it's like but then this it, it applies for both you're dealing with multiple athletes where it's the biggest stage of the career and usapl in america like nationals is the thing to compete at like that is in a lot of ways comparable to ipf worlds for us and then of course you get into ipf worlds we don't need to market how special ipf worlds is so if you're a coach, you want to be involved in both of those things for your lifter because those are accomplishments and those are something that the it's something that uh that all powerlifting recognizes as a massive competition. For sure, yeah. No, I get why they did it because yeah, like you said, it'll be super good for spectatorship as far as having the parallels mm-hmm. to IPF worlds, like posting them all on social media at the same time and everything. But yeah, it's another thing that just sucks for the lifters like best example i can think of are all the lifters joey flex coaches yeah yeah probably because they're all there should be so many at usapl nationals and then it'll be the wrong time of day in south africa Mm -hmm. and i mean elite level lifters they can do their own thing but it is so much better to have your actual coach there for me because all right because i got Unfortunately, like for me, I've, I've never, yeah, <laughs> I've never competed at IPF Worlds before, so I don't know exactly like, I don't know exactly how you're handled. I know they have team coaches, right? That are the the country's coaches that handle you and call your attempts and all that stuff. Correct? Am I wrong in that? Yeah, so you got your team coaches. That's correct, okay. and then you can have your personal coaches there, though, which is actually nice because it does. Um, we can't, so what like you get the team coaches calculating. Okay, so when you're there, you're saying they're allowed in the, the warm-up room and all that stuff? Yeah, they're allowed in the warm-up okay. room. They're allowed right up almost onto the platform. And um, the head coaches usually have the the final decision, but it, it's always amazing to have your personal coach there because they, they know best what you can lift and what your top end is and how you are in a meet and everything. Because a lot of the times the team coaches um, – Actually, I'm really fortunate. Uh, our team Canada coaches are amazing, and um, they've seen that's all lift mm-hmm. quite a lot. But uh, 
just having someone to know the lifters and have that extra input too is really great. Yeah. Have personal coaches. I- I was I was thinking just out of my kind of my personal because I know that somebody else is handling me and I like say if like Joe wasn't completely handling me like my coach I'd be like okay I'm fine with it it's more so I just want him there one to like mm-hmm. because like you like, this is like you got you got me like you helped me get to this point like I want you to see this and I want you to help me through it and all the other stuff like the weight cut even though you know we haven't done it yet but still like all those other little things that Joe helps me out with. Like, that's the biggest thing for me. It's not like – I think people get it stuck in their head. It's like, oh, it's calling numbers. I'm like, it's not necessarily that. It's more so, like, my coach is there, like, to experience it with me. And, like, he can – and also if there's some, like, actual communication between my coach and the national team coach, like, then we're getting the best performance. It's actually a really special feeling getting coached from a, an inner – like, just representing your country, but also having your best performance possible. Oh, yeah, for sure. And lifting is so mental, too. It's just that extra, yeah, having your coach there to share that moment with you. And also, um, yeah, the, the mental side of lifting is is huge. And it feels weird when you don't have your full support system mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, I don't know, yeah. So that's why the coaching is, it, uh, the timing does suck for the lifters. Cause, uh, and a lot of times, like, I know... Uh, like some countries have tons of lifters there. Like the, the U.S. would have probably quite a few as well. Yeah. Um. So sometimes it can get a bit chaotic. Plus, like, um, it's also nice to have personal coaches there because I mean, power coaching powerlifting. Uh, like the team coaches do. They're there for like weeks at a time, and powerlifting coaching is exhausting when you do it morning till night every yeah. single day like you get amazing at it and dialed in but that's just like i know by the end of it a lot of the coaches are just so burned yeah i've seen i mean i've seen at local meets yeah coaches do get burned out from and handling and because you're you're the ones that are actually putting the weight like if you're in the warm-up room the coaches and the handlers are putting the weight on the bar that's it's pretty much spotting and loading and then going and the mental aspect of it which can be exhausting um because, I mean, when you care about a lifter and you care about your client, it does drain energy from you. Like, if they're having, a, like, a really good meet, that drains energy from you. And also, if they're having a bad meet, that drains energy from you, too, because you just <laughs> – because it's, it's, it, 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 it is an actual thing. So, yeah. I, I was upset when I heard it, too. And I think, a, a, like, most of powerlifting was. Um, but – from my understanding, and also like I was, I was told this by people in the USAPL that they didn't intentionally try to do it. They're like, that's the only time we got Vegas. Like Vegas, is, like Vegas is Vegas. So it's like, you know, Vegas would have been like that's a cool destination for us. So if you, like, yeah, that's if, super maybe if, cool. you, if you hold it off and you don't get Vegas, like, okay, well, you possibly, it's like you possibly piss off your clientele more. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. But at the same time, like, of course, if I say this, people will be like, no, it's probably bullshit. I'm like, well, then, you know, if I can't take anyone with someone says it's true, then <laughs> it's going to be really hard to, like, hear people out. So I, uh, I, I, well, I mean, I guess, and in my perspective, um, it'll be cool to still at least watch what's going on even though, like, I'll be commentating, but I'm assuming, like, everyone else from the USAPL will probably be tuning in in the morning, and then we have primetime at night, so 
I guess for the fans and other people, it works, but for the coaches, it definitely mm-hmm. is a is a headache. Yeah, the USAPL does that super well with the. I love the the prime time because it's, um, yeah, they do their uh, presentation mm-hmm. super super well. It's yeah, it's uh, awesome to watch. I've, I've said it before, like the USAPL and IPF, I, like there's a definite brand identity. I going to Powerlifting America felt like the first IPF meet I was ever at. Small, intimate, mm-hmm. professional. No music, pretty like standard, but it seemed very professional. USAPL has that professionalism, mm-hmm. but with an entertainment value of like a rock concert or something. Like it's yeah. loud, it's hectic, <laughs> it's it's very energetic. You have Gino, um, and then you have you know the the big the big uh, video walls. You have all Flame. that. So yeah, flame. I don't. We haven't done flames. We've done smoke. Yeah, flames. You got bald eagles up the ass and the American flag everywhere. Oh yeah, good point. Oh, no, on the video walls we have flames. I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking actual flames, which that's, that's more of an cool. untested thing. <laughs> untested people that's love cute. the flames and smoke. I'm the the pyro at powerlifting meets can be something. I'm not a fan, but at the same time, I want it to be cooler. So I don't know. I respect yeah. you trying. You know what I mean? Like I always say, like, yeah, I want power of me to be cool. And then like, like sometimes maybe the the pyro is, doesn't like have the hit that you want. Yeah, we sometimes you don't know if it adds to the meat or it takes away, but it regardless looks cool. Did I've you see? Been, like, oh, sorry. Oh no, no, you go, you go. No, you go. No, you go. Stop being so Canadian. You go. Canadian standoff. You can go. Are we going to do this right it's now? This turn. is going to be. This is going to be. Yeah, yeah, no, you're going right now. You're you're going to say what you were about to say. No, I don't know what I was going to say. All right. I, well, I guess you win this one. I, I tried to beat a Canadian <laughs> in a Canadian standoff, and it doesn't work. But did you see the meet where like there was like dancing girls, like on the side? Yeah, that's it. I'm ABS Pro. They have like they have flames. Yeah. They have. I swear there was a stripper pole there. No, no, there was. That's but what I was I talking about. There was dancing. The rumor, but. I, I, I and I I think I have some people Very that cool. I know. Yeah, that I, it didn't. I was it cool. It didn't have the impact I think they wanted it to because it just seemed like watching the videos. I'm like, like I, I don't know. One, they weren't doing like I don't know. I that I God damn it, describing this is so hard because you don't want to be on the other. Like you don't want to say the wrong thing. So the dancer that they had was kind of slow moving. Not saying they're bad at their job, but you're not expecting them to do this crazy acrobatic pole dancing, right? Because that'll take away completely from the lifter. But I think the very nature of the person on a pole dancing takes away from the lifter just naturally because most people are going to look at a person pole dancing. Is that fair? I'm trying not to get canceled within the next three minutes. No, I think it's super cool because then you got a powerlifting video where you're like lifting weights, and then all of a sudden you have a lady like twirling upside down in the back of it, which I think is pretty boss. Um, and it's fun because um, like you've seen a million lifting videos. I'd rather see like well, yeah, um, but that's like the thing that I'm trying to look at, right? Like because it, it was it there was some big. I think uh, and correct me if I'm mispronouncing your name. Great Canadian lifter. It was is it Maria Hiti? Is that how you pronounce yep. the last name? Yeah, Marie T. Okay, cool. All right, nice. One for one. Um, <laughs> she was competing in it. Heather Connor was competing in it. It's like something that two white lights and I look for, right? Like big 
competitions, and the entire time I'm like, okay, most of the comments are probably not going to deal with the, the actual feat of strength that's happening. It's going to be the the stripper pole on the side there. Hot take: Powerlifting needs more of that. More, more, I, more production value, or more, <laughs> or literally more strip stripper poles. More random fun things like that, like the ABS pro meets are. Yeah, and I love the ABS pro exact... meets. By the way, I like I love them. Like they're good, but sometimes when you try yeah, new things, it's, it's cool. really. I know with production, it's a real hit or miss. Anytime you do anything, it's a hit or miss. Powerlifting though is so cut and dry. You need to add things that are fun to it. Right, we well... need more weird background stories to be announced as everyone's listening. We need to see the warm up room. We need to see random people. I don't know. Maybe we do need to see random people mm-hmm. dancing in the background. But uh, okay, I was um, gonna say, what's on your? I, just, I think it's cool. <laughs> what would be on your wish list then for? On, on my wish stand? list. Yeah, because if you're saying we need more um, of that, like, what would be the the things that you want to see? Is there anything in particular that you're thinking of that you actually want? Powerlifting is not quite as big enough to get a lot of like, hype up stories. I always appreciate. Um, like King the List and Two Highlights and all the podcasts that talk about it. But when you see, um, it'll never be anything like the UFC because you're not uh, fighting people. But yeah. they should do more type up like okay. storyline behind it. Because when you just watch people lifting weights, you need an explanation. You need to know like what's going on play by play sort of thing. I think that would be really cool to just have more of a storyline behind it. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Make yeah. it more personal. Make it more, yeah, more more uh, interesting beyond the lifting standpoint. Yeah, I completely agree. Now, that's one thing that we talked about in Two White Lights. I mean, I don't know if Two White Lights exists to do that, but we've kind of been in the position to do that, like to kind of build the storylines and get people knowing, like, hey, this is a big deal, what's happening. It's a very close competition. Pay attention to all the lifts. Here's something that will make it a little more interesting. Have the two lifters on. Yeah. Um, I think the problem is, though, sometimes people treat podcasts like a television show, and it doesn't really work that way. They're like, have a standoff between Nori and Russ. I'm like, guys, that's not interesting. Because you only <laughs> hear like you only hear them. It's like, like boxing did it, UFC did it, and, again, it's a different situation because they're about to commit assault on each other in two weeks. You, in, in lifting, you're not doing that. So it can work like interviews and all that stuff, but it, like there has to be a visual. It has to be live. It has to be mm-hmm. like it's something whether they're both in the room, like that part. Because people are telling me about like the podcast. I'm like, it, it's it, it happened before with King of the Lifts, and I think it turned out really poorly because it had Atwood, Pug, C, and Perk on at the same time, and it just didn't work. Too many people, too many people talking over each other, and it's like, are they mad? Are they happy? Are they bantering? We don't know because we could only hear them. <laughs> so, like, that's – and then people message me yeah. a lot to, like, do stuff like that. It's like, we got to do it with visuals. Like, that's the only way we can do it. Because if I get, say, yeah. Russ, Russ and Nori on, they're going to be like – they're probably not going to be mean to each other. Because <laughs> because they're not – they're just yeah. – you know, we're – like, it's it's powerlifting. Very similar to, you know, other, other sports. Like, NBA players trash talk on the courts – but you don't have them on at once talking at each other because they'll probably like, now nah, it's kind of weird and awkward. Like we don't want to do that. We're not fighting or anything, but they'll maybe make a mm-hmm. little, 
uh, like snarky tweet or something or a story post. Yeah, no, I'm thinking like, uh, I meant, yeah, also leading up to it, but I think it would be cool if it could be organized enough to do very short video clips, um, either like a preview show on the live stream mm-hmm. or else in the lifting breaks to just have like the lifters talking about, yeah, they can shit talk. They can talk about what it means to them. They can talk about yeah, whatever's going on right then before the meet and everything. I think that'd be exciting to just see. Cause like some people, yeah, it's like I blew a disc in my back last year or like mm-hmm. that kind of info is like really cool to know because um, like, yeah, you can see someone squat five, six, 700 pounds, but if you include their story, like I'd like to see it in the live stream incorporated. If anyone, if it ever gets big enough to be organized that way, I think that'd be super cool. So broadcasting last year for IPF Worlds was um, top tier. Like yeah. Very IPF Worlds, I've really always loved the live streams. And I do want to, and I think, I think with SVD, with the way, what they do and what they're like, more the say that they're having, that you're going to get some cameras in the warm-up room soon. Because as a lifter, and as, I mean, both of us can speak from experience, mm-hmm. at high-level meets, the warm-up room is something that no one gets to see, and it's arguably some of the most entertaining stuff. And I always bring up, I mean, I, I didn't get to see 2019, which apparently the warm-up room was really hyped for the 83 kilo lifters, but in Daytona, I got to see. And it was fun. It, it would have just been fun to see all of us watch Russ's squat. And see our reactions from Russ's squad, and see the, the how how actually how lifters actually interact with each other on meet day, you know, like follow yeah. a lifter because there's not a whole lot of shit talking going on. Occasionally happens, occasionally there's some banter, but there's not a whole lot. But there's some, there is some. Yeah, there is. There Do- is documenting some of it is still entertaining, and also it'll take a really, it'll take a. Uh, It'll have a really positive impact on the sport just by doing that. Like just so, just, sure, just yeah. one time. If you do it one time, it's more than we ever received it. So it's yeah. going to be something that's actually like taken and people get to focus on it. And yeah, I agree with you. Um, that's probably a number one on my wish list. Cameras in the warm up room. Maybe a thirty minute. Yeah, just knowing the little details. Like a thirty stuff. minute clip, like afterwards to see all the stuff that was going on in the warm up room too, like a post game. Or pre or like a or a halftime. It wouldn't be halftime because there's no halves in powerlifting. There's thirds, but a period, like in between squat and bench, you show that on the live stream, like what was going on, and then squat or bench to deadlift, you show it. Yeah, it's something that uh, I think I think some good ideas were shared. But I actually have seen one that was really cool. Have you ever seen the torque cam? No. As some of those untested meets, well, you should because they are now a proud sponsor of Two White Lights. Obsidian ammonia, <laughs> smelling salts, the torque cam, I got to commentate it. I got to see lifters take the moments of the smelling salts. Do you, do you use smelling salts? Yeah, for last deadlift. All right, for last deadlift, well, the moments of getting that last smelling salt has been documented many times at many meets because of obsidian ammonia. They have the best smelling salts on the market, and they range. And also, guys, it legit, if you were Buying something from them, a different smelling salt, I thought it was not real. It is real. These things have different effects on you. So go on Obsidian Ammonia, hypedust.com, use promo code 2WL15. We make it very simple for you. Left Lower Bros has 2WL15, same thing with Obsidian smelling salts. Go to hypedust.com, get yourself some smelling salts. Get yourself on a tour cam one day because it is a 
an experience like none other, and I love announcing it. And now we're oh, back. Talking. Oh wait, oh, hold nice. on. Okay. No, no. I'm add on to it. <laughs> add on to this ad read. It helps. I was gonna say I didn't. I wasn't thinking that uh, ammonia had a physiological, much of a physiological effect, but it actually. Um, I save it for the last deadlift because it causes such an insane blood glucose spike sometimes, like it uh, just from getting amped up, which means it does actually or can have a physiological effect on me for sure. So um, I think that's really cool. Just yeah. That next extra level of hype. Oh, well, there you go. And there you go. That's that's the endorsement right there. That is an endorsement from Jessica Bittner. Get yourself some Obsidian <laughs> Smelling Salts. Use promo code 2WL15. Unfortunately, we don't have a promo code for Jess, but go to Obsidian Smelling Salts and, and put as a note, Jess sent you, but use our promo code. Jess sent you. Use Thank that, you. That, yeah. That works. That works as well. All right. That works. Now on to lifter rating. So we do this with all of our guests. 1 to 99, very similar to Madden NFL football or NBA 2K. 1 to 99 on all three lifts, and we give you an overall. Have you ever played Madden? Football? Um, no. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. All right, that, that might work. So let's start with squat here. If you're going to rate yourself 1 to 99, what would you rate yourself? Uh, 92. Let's keep in mind you have the world record, right? Uh, 97. All right, there you go. All right, right? Because if you have the world record, how many people are better than you at, at the squat discipline in 76 kilos? Unofficially, Carlina. Oh. And, yeah. Yeah, I know. So and, I was testing you. I was testing to see. Yeah. But see, that's what you did. You opened it up. You opened up Humble with 92. But in reality, you're definitely above a ninety, definitely above a ninety-five range. But yeah, so Carlina has it. Uh, does, does that Polish lifter have the big squat too? Uh, not a world record, but it's. I think she squatted one ninety-seven, maybe. Her bench yeah. is one hundred forty-four kilos. Think about that in uh, competition. Yeah, I thought about it. Thought about it many a times. That's <laughs> that, yeah, that's some weight Wait, right there. And Angela, what's your uh, what's your PR bench? <laughs> you don't have to answer. I'm going to answer because I think a lot of people give me a hard time that it's like 160, and it's actually 170. So, okay. uh, Pete Spence told me that it's in the 96 percentile, and I know he was trying to make me feel better, and that <laughs> still didn't make me feel good because I'm like. Every other good lifter is like in a 99 percentile in all their lifts, and I'm in a 96 percentile, so it makes me feel not awesome. But all right, well, we're going to go 97 for you. Are you comfortable with yep. that? I'm comfortable with that. Okay. All right. I might bump it up to 98, but let's go on to bench. What do you rate yourself then? And please don't give me like a 74. Um, is 70, I, my immediate response, I want to say like, just cause I feel shitty about my bench is like 30, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I do have a bronze medal from last year. Yeah. Right. That gives you like I a 90 say, at least. Um, I would say 85. We're not putting 85. I'm sorry. Do I have to go and Google this right now or go on open powerlifting? Cause 
Don't open barrel things. See what happens. It's not that. Oh, you know what? Not, I'm going to go to the superior open IPF. Oh. Because <laughs> yes, I will say, I mean, I know uh, IPF and I have a little bit of a disagreement. Open IPF is the is the thing to look at. It's so much more simple. No knock against the the, the, the tested lifters. It just is fantastic to have. All right. Also, by the way, I think they actually did they remove. Oh no, they didn't remove my meats. Okay, so USAPL is still kind of part of it. <laughs> I was just wondering, but I remember they they removed. I think the uh, the nationals we competed at. And uh, at the, oh, I think Daytona was you Yeah. All right, so you are – let's go by bench here. This is bad radio, by the way. Just not, – no, not that. Also, this is why Steve is definitely missed because I fucking suck at this stuff. All right. So looking through this, full power by bench. Wow, actually, Agatha has a – Severe lead on everyone. Yeah, it's insane. That's like, actually that's up pretty... a couple of weight classes, I think. Yep. All right. So, oh, hold on, hold on. Oh wait, this is we're gonna have to edit so much of this out because it's so hard to look at all this. But what's your bench? Uh, one hundred five kilo. One hundred five. Okay, I would. I God, it feels so bad putting you at eighty five, but you're gonna say it. <laughs> I, I, I think you'd still be in the like the ninety six percentile. But all right, we're gonna have to go with. We're gonna have to. I guess we're gonna have to go with eighty five. I might bump you up to eighty seven, just cause. Okay, do what you feel. Okay, all right. Because I was looking, <laughs> I was I was looking at. I'm like, all right. I guess if you look at bench, but it's such a skewed lift. Sometimes, because we're talking about the Natalie Richards, like some people just have big benches and that's it. Like very similar to the deadlift where like, but a lot, a lot of good squatters get into like the top 10 in deadlift. So it doesn't have that big of a drop off. But a lot of people have a big drop off on bench because of like how skewed the top can get. But okay, we'll go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with 87 on this one. I'll bump you up to deadlift. I'll say 99. Yeah, you got to be 99, right? So, because then yeah. you're the best. If you're the best, you get a 99 lifter rating. And also, by the way, people listening, there's no hundreds. We don't give hundreds. Just, just an FYI. People are like, "Well, wouldn't that be a 99, like a hundred? No, we don't. We don't do that. So, we have a lifter rating of let's see, 98, 98, 87. Hold on. 98, 87, 99, and 94 overall. Actually, a 95 overall because we round up. Nice. How does that feel? That feels good. Yeah. I can't wait. I feel like I have – I feel like if training – if I feel good on meet day at world, it's always enough for me. But if, if I feel good, I have the potential to hit some – Big comp yards. We'll just see how the weight cut goes and how the travel goes. Cause, and nationals in two weeks here. Mm-hmm. Um, I got two weight cuts to do. So, should be fun. All right. But, yeah, I'm excited to see yeah. it. How is your weight cut, by the way? Like, 
Mm, I know I... at a point you were like walking around. Actually, this this could be a terrible assumption on my end. Um, <laughs> you were walking around like at 180 pounds. Yeah, that's kind of my normal body weight. Okay, all right, cool. All right, got out of that one. (laughs) That's a dangerous thing to say. Okay. Last year when I thought Worlds wasn't going to happen, I I pushed my body weight up to 195 pounds, and that's waking up in the morning. Because I thought it wouldn't happen. So Like Worlds, and then I found out they were, so I had a hefty weight cut then. But now it's only from about 182 pounds. I'm already down to... 175, 176 when I wake up in the morning, and I have to be down to about 167 for meet day. So, all right, within the five percent. Everything about moving up. Yeah, I have thought about it actually. I think about it a lot, but I still have some goals I want to achieve in 76. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, gaining weight. I mean, I could give it time. I feel like I'd really have to commit for it to add a significant amount to my lift. Squat and bench, though, would go up if I committed for sure but i'm just not ready to quite quite do that yet mm-hmm. all right is amanda amanda lawrence that's a that's a tough competitor right there yeah that's what i was gonna say that's the thing a showdown people want to see but i think you would have to one grow into the weight class but also you are dealing with the best you were i don't get i mean i know power rankings right now i don't think they have her at number one but she's gonna be my, my number one until somebody beats her at ipf world's her best overall lifter because that didn't happen last year. He was the best overall lifter at IPF Worlds. Mm-hmm. So I like I know uh, Leah Bavois. Yeah, Leah, uh, Leah Bavois definitely up there. I I would yeah. So Leah Bavois up there, and I think he's taking a lot for like number one. Like King List has her power rankings. I can't put Leah ahead of Amanda until Leah beats Amanda. Just Leah is actually insane. Like she's a phenomenal lifter. I honestly she. Keeps improving. I just lifted with her in Toronto last week, I actually. I saw that. I saw um, that. How did you manage to not strangle Luke Birmingham? <laughs> with difficulty. No, yeah. he's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, Blake was there, too. Oh, and how did you not manage to strangle? Now, definitely, how did you not man- manage to strangle Blake? Yeah, that one was more difficult, for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm joking. They're both like... Really strong lifters. It was cool. It was yeah, nice having right. the hype squad. <laughs> okay. Leah, though, get this. So she's warming up for squats. We're using the same rack. Um, I do really slow, like, small jumps for warm-up. So I take the bar. She just adds a red, does one single rep. Uh, adds another red, one single rep. Adds a third red, one single rep. Adds uh, yellow to get to her top singles of 200 kilos, which were fairly easy, just does them, and that's it. I was so impressed. Is, is, Meanwhile, I'm just adding on these small increments to get up to, like, barely above the same weight as her. That's, that's just the way I warm up. You think that's a conserve energy for muggers? And people stealing uh, I think so, actually. Yeah. I think so, because when it came down to it that night when we chased that Perceive she cut up to them right away. Yeah, I actually asked Luke about that today. Um, I was like, from my understanding, Leah and Jess did it. So what was happening with, like, you and, like, Ryan? Were you guys just sitting back watching them do the work? Or what? Like, what's going on? Well, this lady was... We're, we're going across this road just walking. This lady's screaming bloody murder. Like, I was honestly looking on the ground to see if somebody got their, like, leg run over by a car. She was screaming that loud. But then, um, yeah, the guy ran by with the wallet kind of across 
a bunch of intersections. Uh, Leah took off right away. I took off too, but I ran and got behind a fence. So I went to cut them off on the diagonal. Mm-hmm. Leah had already gotten the purse. Um, and then I saw this guy walking. Ryan was behind me. I don't know if he wanted, uh, he said he was, uh, he was, he was hoping we wouldn't start sprinting and then we did. So he followed along. But, yeah, uh, that's when you already made yeah, a commitment we, towards sprinting <laughs> and the other people in the group were like, well, guess we're sprinting now. That's, uh, that's something, but that's an interesting Think about getting chased. Think about the footsteps getting chased by a group of powerlifters. And think about the irony because you could have literally ran 50 well, more meters and yeah. everyone would have given up. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. But also on top of that, like, <laughs> well, you say like imagine getting chased by powerlifters, but then like, so that's from your perspective, which women powerlifters are jacked and, you know, they're athletic specimens. But then if you get chased by a male powerlifter, it's like, oh, what it's like getting chased by a guy who's five six. It's not that. Yeah, it's not tall for powerlifting. Yeah, like really not that intimidating. It's like, oh, look at this five six guy who has a lot of muscle on his body waddling towards me. It's, uh, it's, it's not the most. The little. Yeah, just our little legs moving. It's like the like the Flintstones, like 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 they would just run and like nothing would happen. Um, that's pretty much what it's like. Well, it's actually, definitely by yeah. Luke. Luke's like what? Luke's like five five five, right? Yeah, Luke was right in there. No, with, no, I'm uh, saying his height. With, I'll, yeah, I'll they went the. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like five um, five. I think so. <laughs> I don't. I have no fucking I idea. Just saw him last I can't remember. <laughs> Are you affirmed that? I feel though, like so he's I'm my keeping height. that. I'm keeping that in the podcast. But you. I got, think he's. I think he's my. Wait, how tall am I? No, I'm five seven. He is my height. Oh. I think. He's five nine. I don't know. I, I don't thought, know how tall he is. I thought when I saw you, you were around five four. So that's Luke's height. He's five four. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're just joking. I I like to get. We're sorry, Luke. To... Delete this from your memory. This whole conversation. Or keep it. Let this. Fu- yeah, because you guys have or nationals soon, for... right? For motivation. We both do. Yeah. No, he was lifting what? really heavy. Like yeah, he's, I was really he's impressed with good... his lift, but he got he got sick after, and he was saying he didn't feel well. So okay. Um, I hope he can hit his some good numbers at nationals. Yeah, he got the uh, the COVID nineteen, which is punishable by death in Canada. Is that correct? I mean, not where I'm from. They don't care where I'm from. Oh, okay, cool. Midwest so you're pretty much, so you're pretty much in the Texas of Canada. Accurate description. Yeah, they uh, don't care over here. Oh, cool. Nice. All right, that's that's pretty rad. Um, yeah, I hope Luke feels better. But okay, so quick question here, um, for your nationals. What's like? Are you just? You have to do it, right? No, I don't have to do it, but I haven't done a meet. God, that's so that's so wild. Since world, the whole thing with like really Canadian nationals and other countries nationals, and then comparing it to America, it always confuses me. Because I'm like, nationals, we have like this is the thing that we have to do in order to get our nominations. I know other nations do in a similar way, but when they told me Canadian nationals we- was like. That close IPF Worlds, I'm like, what? How does that work? We have to normally qualify by nationals. Um, they're just they were delayed because of COVID. Yeah, so yeah, we used our last nationals in 2020. <laughs> yeah, uh, to qualify. So we'll see. But uh, I just wanted to get another meet in, like a higher level one. Okay, I've little never rust. done the double peak thing, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see. Um, I've never done it either, but I have faith. 
in you in order to uh, handle that mm-hmm. pretty well. If if, for, if it was me, I would just probably take my openers and then hit my back offsets in the uh, in the warm up area. I would just, that could happen, yeah, yeah, for deadlifts for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would just hit openers and then or like whatever my RP was for the day, and then cap it at like an seven and a half eight, and then just hit whatever prescribed back offsets. But uh, yeah, that'll be handled well. Um, for this next ad read, you might want to leave the room because we're going to talk about Uh-oh. stoic. Uh, based on the shirt you're wearing here, I could see you're not uh, probably allowed to talk <laughs> to, to endorse stoic at all. So I don't want to get any way of contractual obligations, but everyone go to lift.net, get yourself some stoic gear. I wear stoic gear in the gym and on the platform because it is the best. It is affordable. It could be even more affordable. If you use that promo code, Angelo 10, you can save a lot of money on already already affordable singlets, knee sleeves, wrist wraps, belts. They got it all. Go to lift.net, use promo code Angelo10, get yourself in stoic gear. They keep on coming with new colorways, making more designs. They're making every lifter look more pretty on the platform. Get yourself in stoic, go to lift.net. And now, Jessica, you are allowed to speak. Just don't regard, just disregard the, uh, the last ad read, though. I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, that was good. That was good of you. You have a very good job of shutting off your hearing for specific ads. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. All right. Now we're going to go to word association. I haven't done this in a while. So word association. I give you a word. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. It doesn't have to be a single word. You could if you want. But okay. a word that comes to mind. All right. Let's start with this. Surveillance. Camera. Camera. Do you have those installed in your house because you get robbed every week? I do have cameras. Do what are they, are they, they just not are me. they not working at all? <laughs> because you get into a situation where there's um, by the way, I'm I'm glad you're okay. But every <laughs> other story post seems like someone's breaking into your house or trying to steal something off you, and I just want to know if you have surveillance in your home. And on you. I I do. Um, I do. And you know what? It actually, I have an alarm system now. So the last person who uh, broke into my garage, I saw them. And then the alarm went off and they went sprinting out and rolled under the door. So mm. I could identify them. Yeah. When, when, when was this? How How recent was this? This was in February. Okay, so not that long ago. Okay, so it does happen. Not that long it ago. happens. I was just wondering, like, maybe I'm misremembering things. Maybe <laughs> it, like, it happens not as often as I think. But no, February was that. That was a couple months back. What two, two months back? So, yeah, it's. Is there like a ferment problem like we have in America, where like raccoons are getting into like our garbages in Canada? It's just people stealing shit. Like, do you live in the south central of Canada too? Like what's happening with the uh, with the amount of people that are breaking into your home? Um, although it's kind of like the Midwest of Canada, I live in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. There's a surprising amount of break-ins, and my my garage is detached. Yeah, you might want to. So, yeah, you might want to. Oh, it's not okay. All right, so that makes a little bit more sense. Okay, it's the easier target. Ah, it's not actually my house. All right, all right. My car got broken into once, and then I think they marked my garage because it was the same. People who did that one, mm-hmm. and that was later, and they waited till I wasn't at home. So they did actually live close, but have since been 
cleared out of that building. They don't live there anymore. But then, yeah, there was a random dude who, um, in the wintertime, uh, like, wrenched open the door a foot. Like, I had special locks, so it, even if you jammed the mechanism, you couldn't pull the door up farther. But he's the one who set up the alarm and ran away. Mm. But since then, cross your fingers. It's been okay. Yeah, I really hope. I was about to say you might want to take a break from this podcast and check if it was – I don't want to jinx anything, so I want to check if something else is being broken into as we are talking. This would be a potentially good time for that, but hopefully it's it's not happening. Yeah, no, I, I actually can check. I've got it on here. I'm going to – Okay. Um, Give me a minute. Also, where do you say – because you're from Saskatchewan, but what's the – it's Saskatoon? Saskatoon. Doesn't that sound like the most friendly place in the world? It does. And I guess I guess Saskatoon is not as friendly when it comes to uh, <laughs> Viennese, so that's that's cool. Um, yeah, there's a I few mean, of that. Also, yeah, sure. I, I, I shouldn't say I have admiration, but usually crime drops in the winter in America, especially where I'm from in the Midwest of Illinois. Like, people just don't want to get out of their homes because it's so damn cold. They're, oh, criminals, criminals don't rest in, over there, huh? <laughs> They don't. It's cold for three quarters of the year, I swear. So they're used to it. Okay. All right. So more more uh, word associations here. Um, IPF. World. Okay. USAPL. Nationals. Okay. Amanda Lawrence. Uh, I just think number one. Oh, very 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 good compliment there. Uh, obviously asking of elite level lifters. Speaking of not elite level lifters, Gage carry on. Oh man, I don't have any words to describe Gage other than weird. <laughs> oh wow. Oh wow. I can't wait to hear his response. No, he actually is really Uh-oh. <laughs> Anyways. No, continue. You're about to say you're about to give him a compliment there. <laughs> he is a, he's I'm just going to stop on my head. He's strong. Oh, all right, yeah. Yeah, I give Gage a hard time, but uh, he's he's getting better at the sport. I just had to do that because I wouldn't be a friend if I didn't. Uh, toxic BBC. And BBC, guys, stands for Barbell Club. <laughs> um, I think... Uh... I think uh, a bunch of, I think random, that's the first word that comes to mind. It's mostly a group of fairly average, maybe slightly above average lifters talking a lot of shit with a lot of audacity. It's this random group chat that <laughs> Angelo and I are both a part of. Yeah. It is fun, though. You know what? I, I uh, thought I would have left it a long time ago. Well, I tried to leave. They keep adding me back in, but it's actually been kind of fun yeah all right yeah that's that's another one of those things that we can't like completely list all the details because group cats are secret societies <laughs> no nope. group cats are secret societies of powerlifting so mm-hmm. if, if you're if you're a part of one um like you, you kind of gotta still conceal like the identity of everyone who's in it but yeah i think uh i think that group i gotta give shout out to that group chat though because i think that's what that group chat might have led to you coming on two white lights you know what? It actually did because uh, I noticed I noticed the DM from two and a half years ago. 
Yeah. Because of the group chat. Mm. Yep. So. And became a sworn enemy of the podcast. Yep. And I guess my last association of this would be Two White Lights. Two White Lights? Oh. Controversial. Oh. Are we now? I think so. Okay. Well, I mean, we try to piss people off, so that's good. It would yeah, suck if we, if we didn't try to piss people or if we try to piss people off and people are like non-controversial, pretty level-headed, <laughs> pretty agreeable. We'll be like, oh, okay, I guess we're kind of missing the point, but um, okay, we'll sit, we'll we'll put that as a quote graphic. <laughs> Two white lights. Okay, controversial. That's a, I mean, that's a great endorsement, right? That's, again, the endorsement of Obsidian you did was fantastic. The endorsement of Two white lights have been fantastic. Uh, we're nearing up on ninety minutes here. Jess, thank you for coming on Two White Lights. I will revoke your status as sworn enemy of the podcast. That's still not a permanent re- uh, rescinding of the label. That could be. It could come up in the in the future, but as of right now, you are no longer a sworn enemy of Two White Lights. Um, I have uh, ascended to from sworn enemy to let's call it potential threat to the podcast. I say I downgraded. Would, well, you are going to get followed by Two White Lights, which automatically puts you into friend of Two White Lights. Oh. Yeah, but you know what the crazy thing is? Two White Lights follows Joe Sullivan, and we still consider him a friend of Two White Lights, even though oh my God. he probably wants us to no longer exist. It doesn't matter if we follow you, you're a friend of the program. So <laughs> nice. that's that. I don't make the rules. It just it, that's how it works out. Like I can't change them. So I'm very uh, I'm I'm very adamant about that. If I, if we follow that person, they are friend of the program because we only follow people who appeared on the program or have helped. Um, so thank you for coming on. We definitely hope to have you on again sometime. Maybe with Steve. Steve is in Hawaii now, ladies and gentlemen. So that's why you're getting my nasally voice and not the nasally voice of both Steve and I uh, for every podcast. But how'd you enjoy yourself? You know what? It was fun. Thanks for having me today. And yeah. uh, I'm happy to be a friend of the podcast. All right. I don't I, have anything I, else I to thought add. I, you, <laughs> I, I thought that was, <laughs> I guess, I, yeah, you were looking away, so I didn't know if you were going to, like, continue that thought. Um, by the way, really quick before you go, how's your uh, how's your diet? How's my diet? My diet is good. Yeah, sounds great, but it could be better if you use Freshly. Ladies and gentlemen, go to Freshly.com. Use promo code ANGAFF to save yourself some money. Powerlifters, you don't eat healthy. Some of you eat really unhealthy. Some of your pre-workout and post-workout meals make me angry. Use promo code ANGAFF <laughs> to save. All right, got a laugh there. Use promo code ANGAFF to save yourself some money on Freshly. Have whole meals of food. They're macro-friendly. They have those vitamin things that powerlifters often neglect. They hit your micronutrients as well. Use that promo code. Jess, I don't know if they ship to Canada, but they do ship nationwide in the United States. So can you do me a big favor? Can you just go on Freshly.com and purchase a lot of things and see if they ship them to you and use promo code ANJFF? I will, and I will leave them out to feed the burglaries. For my grad. Don't it, all right. This is, I think I know why you keep on getting robbed. You invite them in. Don't don't do that. Hopefully, okay, I won't do that. How about, there's got to be deer, right? There's got to be deer in 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 Canada. They're like deer, yes. All right. Well, 
feed them, feed the forest creatures that you have in uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. But all right, I'll let you go. Thank you for everyone tuning in. We'll see you guys. All right, also, we'll see you guys Friday because there's a bit of a schedule conflict with a couple of big, angry, heavy hitters from the great state of Texas. We'll see you guys on Friday. Peace.